So we're talking about inspecting our fruit. Well, God got to give you something practical that you can be in to inspect your fruit. And when you go to events, be slow to speak. Just observe. Obviously, you weren't watching me. I don't like to play with the men. That's the problem. Too much playing with the men. Too much video excitement. Too much distractions. Can't see what's coming in your house. Can't see what's coming on your wife. Can't see anything. All right. I'm getting the word. So lay on. So I'm watching all the men, and I'm like, my goodness, they, they don't know the arrangement in their home. I just do what she say. I just do what she say. I just do what she say, baby. She, man, she's smart. She know everything. I just do what she say. I don't, I'm just sitting there. Who are you leading? How come you can't make a decision? I thought you were the man. I mean, I'm looking, I'm, I'm like, they just as lost as everybody. I'm. Then you got to be discerning. These that are here, they're good. You're not pastoring them. You don't know this. All that are here are good. Just like you say, everything good in my home. See? See, this is what I'm saying. I'm bringing it back. Everything's good. All the men that were here, they're good. They don't need, to, they, they need other men. No. These men are here for a reason. Because there's some brokenness. There's some healing that need to take place. There's some that aren't doing what they need to do. And there are some that are not here that need to be here. No, but I'm a nurturer. Like <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. Need a good whooping. That's why I'm here. I need some real men with some real issues so we can take care so they can run their homes right. First thing a man needs is to know who he is. Can't help you out if you don't know who he is. He can't help you out if you don't know who he is. Can't help you out if you don't know who you are. So most other men don't know. Okay, let me see here. Men, what do we do? Work. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Work means what? To manifest oneself. In the Hebrew, it means to manifest, not a job. 
It means to manifest yourself to me, God. That's what work means. That's what work means. Eden is not a place. Eden is an atmosphere. The presence of God. So what men need to learn is how to get back in the presence of God. So he can now identify his work. Your job is your skill. Your work is your gift. Men don't know their gifting. So they think they job. They, everything's a job to the man. If he don't have his job, he feels like he's nothing. Because most of the time the woman will tell him, yeah. Guess what? She's doing her job. She sure will. So I'm looking. Most men and husband and wife don't know how to work together. And I'm looking like, oh, my God, look at all of this. I'm listening to the, I'm like, are you serious? And is she doing everything? What are you there for? If you allow her to do everything, what are you there for? Tell me. Mm. What's going to happen is she's going to malfunction because that's not her calling. Her malfunction be that I don't need you. That's a lie. That's the malfunction. Mm. Yep. Yep. You're malfunctioning. And I told you. Your job is to work with the work of the man. You have all this gifting, intuition, anointing, smart, intellectual, intelligent, and he don't know where he is or what to do. So he's upset because you're designed to work with his work, brother, and he don't know his work. Which part? He's upset about not work, not working. Wait, I can say it. Which, which, which part now about when I said that he's about she's malfunctioning? No, about him being frustrated because. Oh, he's frustrated because she, she's not doing, she, he's not doing his work. So he's frustrated because she is. And she's not designed to do it, which causes her to malfunction. And her thinking is saying that I don't need you. And then the man do this. Okay. Go to the next one. So I'm looking at what's supposed to be the kingdom and relationship with husband and wife. Then I got another issue. That I've been married for 30 years. I'm sorry. And marriage is tough. You ain't learned nothing in 30 years? Marriage is hard like this. It's real simple. Marriage is only tough if one party is selfish. That's how marriage is tough. Because I can't go against your will. Makes it hard. How can two walk together except they agree? 
marriages only tough tough when you kick against the pricks. It's only tough when you're dragging things that you don't need to drag. Marriage is not hard. It's not tough. If you got two willing parties understanding how dare you say it's tough because you're selfish that's why it's tough you haven't considered you haven't you don't know your perspective in this marriage that you are a giver and she is a what a receiver what's wrong with your marriage is what she's an incubator and what you've been putting in her she's going to give it back to you and it's never going to be the same thing so that's what's wrong that's why your marriage is tough because what you've been placing in her If you've been placing arguing in her, what's she going to give you back? Much more. She's an incubator. See, that's why men aren't careful of what you're saying. Soon as the man say that, be like, mm. I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, I can look at her and tell exactly what type of husband you are. I don't have to talk to you. I can talk to your wife, tell you exactly what type of husband you got. Because you are a reflection of him. Good. Or bad. Everybody make contact with me. Look, look, look me straight in the eye. I told you, if you don't look at me, I can't trust you. And to serve God, you must give over your will. You must give over, total give over your will. Total possession. And you're never going to give your will See, this is what, it's synonymous, it works together. You can't give your will to God and not your leader. That's right. Then you can't give it to your leader and not God. I done told y'all, y'all sitting in them pews, and I see, and y'all be like, mm-mm, Pastor, not me, I ain't giving that up. I already see, I don't, I don't, have, to, I don't have to come to you, I can tell, and how you respond. Oh, my goodness. They ready for the word. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going there. I told you, most time pastors come in, they just, come on, turn to me, Genesis. No, we got to discern the atmosphere. What is going on? What is the need? What do the people need to hear? And they better line up to the word of God. This is why they're stagnant. This is why the church don't grow in love. I love God, but you don't love the person next to you. That's not love. You got to love the person right next to you. You can't love God. If you can't love your wife, you don't love God. I mean, you can, you can do eros love. Erotic love, you can do that. Some of you might even do phileo, which is brotherly love. Like Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. You can do that type of church of Philadelphia. That church of Philadelphia, Philippians, that was the church that Paul was so in love. They were so one. I didn't have to bring in my title. I didn't have to present who I am because the love was so connected. I don't have to tell you my gifting when you meet me. You want to experience the gifting. I have to tell you who I am. Hi, I'm Pastor Rod. I don't have to tell you that. My actions. My care. All right now. To have you, if you're a believer, you're like, good. Are you a minister? You get that all the time, don't you? Are you the pastor? You get it all. Where, where you go? How you know all that? He get this all the time. 
Because he's close to his shepherd. That's the way. See, but we don't want, see, this is the thing. I got to comfort this thing about men and following. We refuse to follow. Well, then how are you going to lead? How are you going to lead if you can't follow? Mm. The two are diabolically opposed to each other. Can't. So oh, man, I'm just I'm just sitting back and I'm just want to weep because the men are weak. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Amen. Say that. Amen. Amen. And if she if she was wrong, if she was wrong, I would tell her. But she's right. No power. Let me ask you this. If you got power, let me ask you. Let me see. Have you been, have you been uh, keeping? <laughs> I'm going to run the hide. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, they, okay. All right. All right. This part of your work, too. Have you been casting down those imaginations? Oh, you got some work to do when you come in the kingdom. Or you just go with every thought that you have. How y'all been doing on that? Y'all been, y'all been casting down imagination? I know it comes because you got flesh. A plus? C? Incomplete? That's part of your walk. That's part of your works. Hello? That's part of your works. These are the works that are going to be put to the fire, to the test. Oh, but the pastors ain't been teaching y'all that. They just been telling you about you. Make a better you. When is that ever going to happen? This life going to be full of trials. Test to see if your faith is bona fide. So if I just come to church and I just keep teaching you self-help about you. See, then your soul is developed, but your spirit man is not. The spirit man needs to be confronted with his sin. That's what, that's what don't want to happen in church. They want to teach you happy church. It's about you. We feel good. I like him because he don't tell me who I am. And I'll give him all my money. But when a pastor come and tell you that narrow is that gate. And you can't see that gate until you repent and turn away from the wide gate. You can't see that gate. Then you got to find the, little, the narrow gate. It ain't going to just appear. You got to find it. Okay. Woo. I'm going to have to jump all around, but God is good. True shepherd, his job is to warn the sheep. So I'm going to talk with the pastor that was there and find out what he saw. 
then we can sit down and reason and judge. Because in April, it's going to be here. Okay. We do every other month. It's going to be here. I'm going to host. I do want to thank the men that came out from Walker Ministry. And you should be better because of what you're hearing. And the longer you be with your wife, the better she should be. The better she should be if she's with you. How'd she get worse? The more she's with you, the better she should be. Hello? Amen. I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> Need to look at you. I want to say, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong. Well, she's just reflecting and incubating what you put in her. If you put deceit in her, if you put distrust in her, it is. You're going to get back worse than what you put in. I know you put a seed in, but you get a baby. Oh, that is true. <laughs> I'm just saying. You put in infidelity, you're going to get hell. I'm just convinced that the men are not leading. They don't know how, and they don't want to know. Because they did, they would submit. That's right. They don't want to know. They would submit. So it's hard to fight against a man who don't want to give his will up. That's the truth. Not to me, to God. Because if you gave it to God, it'd be real easy for you and me. You won't fight. You, you won't fight. You got to fight for this faith that you say you have. So the enemy is going to use everything that's in you, going to take, put you every place, make you make a decision. God, no, that's the thing I want to say. Life, your whole life, life is a choice. To be saved is a choice. To live holy is a choice. To be sanctified is a choice. It's a choice. Everything you do is a choice. Your life is a summation of your choices, good or bad. See, when you have wisdom and you have leadership, it helps you make some wise decisions. I be with the men. I don't tell them to be me. Be you and your own personality. Yes. But be obedient. See, most of the time they want to be, and I wanted to tell them yesterday, don't, stop, don't just be obedient to your pastor. Be obedient to Christ first. Him first. Not me. Him first. We're going to do it. And the man never gets fixed. He never gets fixed. He only gets satisfied. <clears throat> never get fixed. Whether that, that satisfaction is from you caving in or that is his vice. What he do in dark. Ness. The word. This, the, this is what. It, this is what I'm. This is what's wrong with our homes. They're out of order because the foundation is not there. The foundation. 
is not there. The foundation, every foundation in your home ain't seen. I told y'all that. You don't see the foundation. But it is the first thing that's laid. And the stronger that foundation is, the bigger the house I can build. The deeper that foundation is, the higher this house can go. Okay. What is the problem, though? I think I got the problem. I think I got the solution. I'm going to have to tread through a whole lot because I'm going to be obedient to the time. And have your teacher some ample time to come behind, and I've been. Y'all know I can do the little takeover skit, but you know. Because I, I get in, I'm doing my call, and it's the worst thing is, is being a father and don't know how to be. Just because you got a son doesn't mean you're a father. And just because you're married don't mean you're a husband. See, we, we don't know how to function. Then you keep turning to her, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong is I don't know my work. I don't even know I'm the foundation. Because she's not supposed to run it by herself. She's supposed to run it together, you and her. Together. We do it together. I just might have a different task. We don't do it. We, we, this is what I'm trying to understand. How is your marriage disarray? How come what you want to do is always more important than what the other person wants? Because you're selfish, because you want your way, and you never consider. If you're a selfish man, then you ain't going to consider. Come on, I got a witness that talk back to me. If you're a selfish man, no, because some men worship their wives. How am I a minister of the gospel of Christ? I'm talking to one of the pastors yesterday. I'm just saying. He talked to me. He, he came to me. How is your wife not where you are? That's an imbalance. When I'm in the house, who can I kick that word around with? Who can pray for me? <clears throat> it, it would say, like, uh, what need to say? Sister Watermelon. <laughs> See, this is an imbalance. This, this was wrong. We won't look at it. It's an imbalance. The word just make. sometimes the word, you get the word, it just make you crazy. Sometimes you get the word and you just go crazy off with it. 
Just crazy. You, you, that don't even make sense. Okay, let's find out what's going on. Let's find out what's going on. Let's go to the Word. I mean, sometimes we get the Word, we just crazy. No balance. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with something. <laughs> Thank you, teacher. Thank you, teacher. I'm going to go with something kind of real, something you've heard before, but we need understanding. And then simplicity of the word is like a jewel. It's just so great. Amen? But see, if you're already deep, see, deep. <laughs> Calls unto deep. We talking about God's deep. I ain't talking about your earthly knowledge. And your earthly wisdom and knowledge. No, no. He calls unto deep. He calls you to a deep place in him. People just manipulate the word and say all kind of stuff and throw you all off. And you don't have discernment. And they'll be like, it ain't the word. Anyway, real simple. We're going to do this parable. I have to go to parables. It's hidden sometimes for them who already know. Anyway, go to Matthew chapter 13. Very familiar. Scripture should be. Matthew chapter 13. Go ahead on. He repeats this twice in this whole same chapter. Uh, start at one. Go all the way to nine. What you got? New, New King James? Go ahead, New King James. Oh, you got it up here. You got everything up there. All, all right. Prepared. Prudent man sees danger and he prepares. All right. All right. Let's do New King James. Let's do New King James. This is Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse one in the New King James Bible. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears to hear, mm. let him hear. That is a command. Pay attention to this parable. Each and every one of you sitting here is in that. Let's find out. Okay. So this right here is the Mysteries of the kingdom. This is, what it, this is what it's denoting here. 
Jesus doesn't mean something that's mysterious, but rather something unknown and not revealed until this present time. What is the mystery? The new revelation, it is twofold here. Listen to this. Jesus pictured the modern-day Christianity like this. He said the kingdom of heaven is a mixture of good and bad. Mm. It includes professing believers as well as genuine believers. False doctrine as well as true doctrine. False rituals as well as true rituals. Hypocritical uh, hypocritical worship as well as genuine okay. worship. Uh huh. Professing belief, listen, professing belief as well as real belief. Maybe I'll hit that one more, more time. Professing belief as well as real belief. Sower and the seed, the wheat and the tear, the mustard seed. And the leaven. Okay. Oh. See, he said, this is the picture of modern day Christianity. Wow. Mm. Well, you have the always, you always have the two opposing kingdoms. Right. Always sitting right here, right now. Yeah. There's a, an opposing kingdom sitting right in here. Yes, right here, right yes, now. He said, because wheat and tear grow yes. together. Only when the word is sown. Right. Yeah. So if I'm reading and sowing the word, that means that there's tear here. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some wickedness. And some people that don't agree in their spirit. Inwardly. Inwardly. But outwardly. Hey, y'all. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's look at this for a minute. Mm. Jesus pictured this world and its priceless value. He said that he had come to seek and sanctify or sacrificially purchase this world. He said that his followers are to laboriously work. Mm. Are you working? Mm -hmm. That's why I ask you, are you casting down those imaginations? Okay, all right. Because that's part of your work. All right. Mm -hmm. Seeking to pull down men into the kingdom. Listen, he, he said that we are unusually privileged. They had received these men. They had received the new revelation of God to add to their knowledge of the old revelation. Therefore, we are now responsible for teaching the new as well as the old. Yes. Most yeah. people just want to stay in the new. Or most people want to stay in the old. Okay. Let's go in here. I'm going to cut some corners, okay? Uh, let's see. The ground upon which the seed is sown is the heart of the hearers. Christ says two significant things here about the ground. There are different ways for the ground to hear and receive the word, okay. the seed. Mm -hmm. The fate of the word and how well it grows depends upon the ground 
that is the hearer. Oh, this is going to help some of us right here. Then, you know, in the beginning of it, he told you that he was giving the preacher. He would tell you that, you know, he was preaching, he was witnessing, and all those type of things. I'm trying to speed through so we can get to some beef, beef, beef here. Amen? Yeah. It's hard up here sometimes. All right. My bow tie might be too tight. Hold on. So when the cedar stone said, a large number did not allow the word to take permanent root. Mm -hmm. These did hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. They were in church regularly. The word did not fall upon them. But they did not allow the word to penetrate or, or, or not permanently. Okay, well, we're going to go some places. Y'all just hold on. Mm -hmm. Note that the number of persons who rejected the word was far greater than the ones who received it. They did not all obey the gospel. Okay. See, we come, we come to gathering like this, and if you're not teaching the right thing to what the scripture says, see, you you got to be accountable. The word says you're going to be accountable for what you hear. See, but by you living, you don't take that into consideration. But when you die, you're going to be before him now. Let's break open the scrolls and let's take an account for the word that you heard. Because that's what you're going to be judged on, not your sin. The word that you heard. Did you produce? You are to produce. Okay. See, we get it. This is a perversion of the production. We get us together. You, we want to produce jobs. Businesses. No, you are to produce disciples. See, but that is a manipulation of the word. See how we do? See, this is how they, this is how you, I'm teaching on false teachings, false prophets. I'm telling you how it works. If Christ not centered, easily, the sheep are easily led astray. All right. A person is held accountable, listen to this, for the kind of heart he or she has. Whether hard, emotional, superficial, thorny, soft, or tender. Not my, it's not my job. It's yours. My job is to sow. Let's, let's, I, want, I want to talk about this real quick. I, I got to cut some corners. I got to do it quick. It talked about in verse 4. Read verse 4 again. See, 4 and 19 are, are synonymous. They're the same. Read 4 real quick. And so, so reads. There we go. <laughs> and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Okay. Listen to this. Back in Jesus' day, there were no fences, no separation of property. Right. Instead, they had long, narrow paths they used for tra for the traveling public. All right. So let's, let's see. See, Jesus is telling you he's really showing you something here. Uh, these paths were trodden down as hard as pavement by the constant use of the traveling public. This is the hard. This, this is what he called. This is the this is the hard way uh, that Jesus was referring to the hard way. All right. Got to slow it down because they get so excited. These hear the word, but they do not understand it. 
That's Matthew 13, 19. Hold on. They are in the church regularly, and the word falls upon them. Some have even publicly or uh, made a public decision, and some have not. But, 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 but no matter, this, these are still off the side of the road, these people, paying little attention to what is going on. Even those who have made decisions are not genuine. See, that's that false conversion. They are hard, very hard, with closed minds and concrete hearts. Therefore, they pay no attention and give no heed to the word. Their mind is elsewhere. They have no interest and are indifferent, failing to recognize or realize how important the word is to their life. Sitting right here. Listen to this. This is necessary today. They feel they can go and get along without the word of God. This is not needed at this point in my life. Christ said, the wicked one comes and snatches away Whatever word is sown. People whose heart are not open and soft are easy prey for the devil, for Hasatan, for the Nakash, okay. your buddy. Oh. This is serious. He comes in. The word always remains on the surface of their heart. Mm-mm-mm. Thereby, listen, thereby exposing it, whatever, or exposing it to whatever the devil wishes to do and wishes to grab. You do. You expose it. You allow it. Mm-hmm. Let's look at this. There are at least four things why people harden their hearts to the gospel. Listen to this. Listen to this. There are at least four things. They rebel and rebel. They react because of some, they react sometimes because of something tragic that happened. Somebody died. Instead of it bringing you closer to God, you run away. When something tragic in your life, you blame God. These are things that harden a person's heart to the gospel. Death. Circumstances. And they blame God. They do not stay awake or alert. They do not pay attention. They do not consider the gospel important enough to merit their attention. All right. Is that any of you? Everybody looking down there. In their minds, other things need their attention more than the gospel. Okay. This is the person's heart that's hardened, sitting right here. This ain't outside. This ain't the world. This in here, in the body. I didn't say here. I said in the body. But y'all in the body, and y'all here. All right. All right. Here we go. Listen closely. They are careless in handling the gospel. 
They treat the gospel as an item, an additive, a part of life instead of life itself. When needed and when time is available, the gospel is acceptable. All right. All right. <laughs> when needed and when time is available, the gospel is acceptable. Their attitude is to that the gospel has, has its place. It has its place, but it's not the permitting factor of life that so many make it to be. It is not all that. That's what they say. You ain't got to look far for that. That's your family. Mm-hmm. Let the word find you. Let it find you. Number four, they are deceived. What matters to them, listen to this, what matters to them, I wrote this, they, attendance, being present in worship, associating with other Christians. They just want to be with somebody. A change of heart and life is meaningless. Religion to them is a matter of form and ceremony, not life. Ooh, this is the hardened heart. This is the hardened heart. All right, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to run through this real quick. Hold on a second here. This is a good pace? All right, pay attention. Pay attention. That was wayside. That was a wayside. Now we're going to talk about that stony place. The stony place. Some receive the word. This is five and six. Matter of fact, let's read that real quick. 13, five and six. And so read, some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Some received the word in stony places. In some parts, check this out, in some parts in Palestine, lying right beneath the ground is a layer of limestone. Uh, When seed falls upon this ground, something dramatic or dynamic happens. The limestone holds the rain and heat from the sun right under the surface. Therefore, the fallen seed sprouts quickly and dramatically, overnight almost. But it has no root. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus played this thing out right here. Listen, the application here is clear. This person has went, listen, this person has what appears to be a dramatic conversion. Mm-hmm. He makes a decision for Christ. And he stands out as an example of all a changed life should be. Exponentially quick growth. However, see, this, see, I'm watching people. You can come in, do all you want. Let me, let me just watch it for a minute. Let me see. Let me, let me just watch this for a minute. Let's see, what, let's see what, how this is going to go. I know this parable. Let me, let me check. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really impressed when folks just 
all of a sudden just keep coming and coming and coming. I want to see, can you endure and can you endure and endure? When I come to you and tell you this, we need to do this, can you still stay? What problem is it? They won't let a pastor be a pastor. It's a pastor, not a pamperer. And everybody want to be pampered. Everybody want to be pampered. I want the extra large pull-ups. The one with the little design on I want them. I want them. They look good. I meant just exuberant. Supernatural conversion. Overnight. I had somebody tell me you. You, yeah, you, 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 you excited about God right now. Yeah, That's what a deacon told me. You excited about God right now, but that's going to stop. Oh, is it? Man, are you serious? God would be my friend. Because <laughs> he's not watering his garden. He's not cultivating. Found you. Found you. Found you, located you, you've been located. The application is clear. The person has what it appears to be a dramatic conversion. He's made a decision. I want everybody to know. He stands out as an example of change and a quick growth. However, the change lasts only for a season. Oh, sometimes you get a little extended season. They mean they got, a, they got a program or something they sign up for they want to be seen. Okay. But in the end, it fails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people want to know, people want to know why this person hadn't got a connection yet. I'm telling you why. You know why. The man asked me that yesterday. He, Ten years, man, pastor, and his wife, I'm like, it's real simple. I'm going to boil it down to the simplest Factor. She hadn't made a choice. Simple as that. You have to choose. You can't, but you're going, but you need to know that soil that you're making that choice on. You do. See, see, and this is the thing. This is the thing I taught yesterday about the foundation. Before you lay a foundation, you have to survey. The terrain. Yes. To see, is this where I plant? This is where I actually start digging. To be permanently placed. Hello? To be permanently placed. I'm going to say it one more time. To be permanently placed. I'm laying down a foundation. You can't go and marry your wife and then go and lay down another foundation with another woman. And tell her I love you. If you got the spirit of God, you ain't going to. One saved, always say, I ain't got to worry about that because I'm saved. I ain't never worried about that doctrine. Because I know I'm supposed to be, I'm working on my salvation. There's a finished work that has to happen. Okay. I'm working toward that. 
That's right. Amen. I got to teach on that. Listen to this. <laughs> this is a dangerous one right here because he'll fool you if you don't have discernment. That's one, right? That's one I'm just talking about right there that, that's so excited. Fizzle right out. Let's look at this. Let's look at this right here. However, it lasts only for a season. There are four things you need to know about this person. He hears the word. He receives the word immediately. He receives it even with joy. He endures only for a while. Those are four things you need to know right there. Why does this person fail? Why does this person fail? Mm -hmm. He is not rooted and grounded. Uh Uh-oh, watch this. In himself. Okay, look at Matthew. Uh, Same, same where you at, Randy. Go down to, uh, do the the complete Jewish since you got it open. Uh, Do Matthew 21, 13, 21. I, I said, he is not rooted in himself. He is not rooted in himself and in prayer and the word. That person. Woo! Read read that right there. They think I'm I'm joking when I said he's rooted in himself. Go ahead. So the seed sown on rocky ground is like a person who hears the message and accepts it with joy at once but has no root in himself. Mm -hmm. So he stays on for a while. Hold on. You're reading 21? Yeah. Start again. Okay. It says, 21 starts at, but has no root in himself. That's the point I wanted to make. I won't just say that. I'm telling you the word saying he has no root in himself. Go ahead. Okay. So he stays on for a while, Mm -hmm. but as soon as some trouble or persecution arises on account of the message. Look at that. On account of the message. What I just preached on you. Okay. He immediately falls away. He gets falling away. Might not see you no more. See, you you either gonna stay or you're not. And either way, you're in the word. Either way, you're in the scripture right there. Your your best bet is to buckle down and let's get on this room, uh, rocket road and hear him get you off of it. All right. All right. Yeah, he has no root and he's not grounded in himself, in the word and in prayer, in the word and in prayer, in the word and in prayer. That keeps your foundation solidified. But you're not doing no work. You, I, I may have read the word twice this month. Did you eat twice this month? Naturally, did you eat twice this month? So how can you sustain or be sustained in the word and your foundation then? If you're not reading the word or praying. So now you find out where your seed is being planted. Okay, what's ground? This is important. Look at this. Look at this. Hold on. All right. Here we go. He has no root in himself. He has not learned the doctrine and principles of Christianity. He's just flying all up. I'm going to go evangelize. I'm going to go do all this. You haven't even lived out Romans 10, 9 yet. 
haven't even forgiven anybody yet, but you're running on off. Hold on. Listen to this. He has not learned the doctrines and principles of Christianity. He begins in the emotional joy of the word and his <laughs> decision to reform his life. But he, has but he has continued to live in the emotions of his experience and in his newfound Christian friends. I got a place to gather. Mm. <laughs> this is a hard congregation. You're a leech. Oh, my God. Listen to this. You got to have some fun in church. I'm talking about this person. Though. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about you, whoever that is. They here? Okay. It'd be fun if I were saying they won't, but they are. Okay. Everybody in here is here. I'm in here. Okay. Woo. He began the emotional joy. Euphoric. It's so good. I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and still not living nothing out. And his decision to give his life. He has continued to live in the emotional of his experience and his newfound friends. He does little about the hard demands of Christ. Okay, listen to this. He does little about the hard demands of Christ that comes only through diligence in study and discipline and in prayer. Okay. Y'all want to hear that again? Okay. This person. This is the one with that limestone. Okay. Oh, I got to hurry up. He does little about the hard demand of Christ. See, it's hard when you come to Christ. Only when you resist. That comes only through the diligent study. That's part of your work is to study. Ooh, my goodness. He wouldn't let us approve ourselves yesterday. <laughs> We had to pull back. <laughs> he knows little about sacrificial obedience. Study to show thyself approved. He has little uh -oh, spiritual strength to withstand the trials and persecutions of life. Pressure from his circumstances or former friends. Y'all ain't catch that. Former friends. Because when you get saved, most of those friends that you had, they won't be there. Oh, did the word find anybody? So when you start living for Christ, you're going to find out how you're living. You'll find out they're not your friends. When you bring them the good news and they reject it, that's not your friend. Okay, all right. But you don't want to let go of them. You don't want to let go of them. You're going to let them and their decision drag you away. Okay, yeah, family, definitely there. He has little spiritual strength. Check that out. He has little spiritual strength to withstand the trials. So if you're coming against and you have to make a decision with your friends, see, that's a trial. God's trying to find out who you're serving, me or your friends. Immediately, you're going to be on this path. Could be your family, could be your husband, could be, could be okay. Mm. See, the word is true. And if you come up here and speak, he's going to definitely come for you. Okay. Be careful when you get the mic. Come up. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. The pressure from his friends. This is the one, the mockery, the abuse, whatever the cost. Guess what happened? He caves in. You don't see him coming to church no more. All right, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm hearing up, teacher. This is good, though. Listen to this. Here's a couple of thoughts real quick. Hearing the word preached and taught, but not get a person into heaven. Hmm. A person has to receive the word. A great mistake is sometimes made with persons or, or persons experience dramatic conversions. They are pushed forward as strong testimonies long before they have proven their genuine or the genuineness of their conversion. You put them up too soon. You put them out too soon. They get the mic too soon. Two months later, where you at? Mm. Is it good in the back too, y'all? Is it good back there too? I know it's good up here. Is it good back there? Okay. I need to know if it's good back there. <laughs> okay, I need to make sure. Y'all hearing this back there? All right. Okay. Here's a sobering fact. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Oh, what type of ground do we got? What type of soil? See, that's that one that got that. Y'all seen that stuff that had Miracle Grow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> she said, yeah. Here's a good one. I mean, this is the last one, and I'm going to end with this. Can I end with this, teacher? Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Don't say that. I always tell her that. I be in the mall, she be saying, yes, sir. I'm like, why are you saying that? Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> here's the last. Here's the, here's the, here's the last one right here. Uh, read seven, thirteen seven. It so reads. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Mm. I like the way he read and choked them. This <laughs> 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 is my man up there. Like. I like that. What happened? You want to read some more? Because, you know, I always want to read some more, but we got to stop right there. All right, I know you do. We read it tonight. All right, hold on. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. The thorns. Mm, let's find out about that. The thorns. Oh, God. The thorns. Uh, the thorny ground is deceptive. Okay? It's deceptive. It looks good. And it's clean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talking about the thorns. Appearing to be clean of weeds and thorns. But it's not. Right under the surface of the soil. See, I love God. You know, he always used agriculture to talk to us. Why? Because all these things produce. They reproduce after it's 
kind and you are seed. So you are to reduce. And the word is a seed. So it, you are to produce after its kind, son, daughter, friend, mama. Okay. I'm just saying. The word is seed. <laughs> okay. <sighs> right under the surface of that soil is a chain of roots ready to spring up. Mm. And the sower sows the word. Right under the surface, minister. Listen to this, y'all. Y'all trying to figure out what's going on, what's, what's wrong with me. Right under the surface of the soil is a chain of roots ready to spring up. The fact that the roots are already there means that the thorns will be stronger and grow faster than the seed that was planted. Maybe y'all didn't get y'all get that. Okay, maybe 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 make sure look at the, look at that thorny ground here. It's deceptive ground. You know, this is your heart. It looks good. It looks clean. <laughs> but right under the surface, right under that soil, is a chain. Linked together of roots, ready to spring up, ready to spring up. The fact that they're already there means that the thorns will be stronger and grow faster than that seed that was planted. They will choke the life out of that good seed. Thorns represent those who receive the word as an addition to their life. The word is merely, listen, the word is merely added on. Not allowed to replace the world and the things of it. Oh, we're going to find out. Have you? I know you heard this parable before, but have you heard it like this? Explain to you like this. Me either. Well, I studied it out. <laughs> and asked God, what is going on with the hearts of the people? With some. Hmm. Hmm. Thorns represent those who receive the word as an addition to their life. Listen to that. The word is merely added onto it. They do not truly repent. Uh-oh. They just try to take God and add him to their collection in life. They make him only a small part of their affairs. Consequently, the word is always choked to death. My goodness. Oh. Thorns are the cares of the world. They prick and prick away at the word. They entangle a person in the world and the things of the world. See, this is why it's so hard to, to come in and really live for him. Because you're still a commingling, entangled with the things of the world. Okay. With the word. Oh, okay. All right. Go to 2 Timothy right quick. Somebody give her a mint or a lozenger. Clear the throat. Okay. Okay. Okay, teacher. Okay. 
<sighs> Hold off. Don't, don't go. I got I, I to gotta be obedient. Hold on. I'm going to finish right here. Can I finish right here? Don't go. I can't go there. Okay. They prick away at the word. They entangle a person. I keep hearing her voice. Okay. <laughs> she keeps saying, they only can retain so much. Okay. Do I got two that want to hear? Just two. Just two. Everybody's hand didn't go up, so that's okay. All right. That's okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's wisdom right there. See, she's smart. Go ahead, Providence. All right. I love her. Man, there you go. I ain't got to ever worry she got my back. I know she do. Thank you. Listen to this. They, they entangle a person in the world and the things of the world. They, they, ir- they irritate, they aggravate, trouble, and hinder a person from pursuing his tasks. These thorns. Okay? When a person's mind is on the cares of the world, his mind is not on God and the things of the word or the spirit. He is carnal-minded. Not spiritual minded. Sitting right here. Thorns are the deceitfulness of riches. Uh oh. Uh oh. Thorns are the deceitfulness of riches. It's not wealth itself. Can we agree on that? It's not wealth itself. I always say you can have money, but don't let money have you. But it's not that. It's the pursuit, it's the deceitfulness of it. It's the issue. It's deceitfulness of wealth. Wealth deceives in several ways. Wealth, wealth tends to, listen, to make a person self-confident. And she's standing up. Self-dependent. Wealth does. It makes him feel comfortable and secure in this world. Mm-hmm. Such tends to keep him from trusting and calling upon God. Mm-hmm. Wealth tends to make a person overly comfortable, extravagant, indulgent. It makes him live spontaneously beyond his need. He sometimes feels that he can spend a lot to get more and more better and better than necessary. They never meet the needs of the world. I want to keep going here about this wealth, but I guess I'm going to have to pull it in because teacher's got her mic on, and I don't want to be in trouble. I'm good, though. I can keep on. I got, I got some more. There's always more. There's always more. Please give the man of God. There's always more. Mm-mm. A holy hand clap because this word is truly rich. Entire service, worship, praise, reading of the scripture, man of God, minister, Mr. Al Wyatt. Everything's just so lovely. Um, God loves us a lot. And I'm going to, I mean, he just loves us so much. It's, I'm telling you, I was saying earlier, Lord God, if I praise you the way that I want, I said, they just won't understand me. I won't understand it. 
just a knowing that I'm just giving you all what you deserve. Do you need a pulley? No, sir. Right. No, Pastor. <laughs> that sort of thing. Peppermint patty, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I I just want to, I'm not trying to, obviously we teach because the pastor laid it down here. I, I believe it's richly found a place in our, our spirit, our inner man. Amen. Amen. Um, as always, I truly believe God has given us a ministry that is a constant reminder, Anika, that helping you to ensure that you remain in the kingdom of God. This is a ministry that anytime a message is heard is to get you to re- to remember. Glory to God. It's the Holy Spirit just said it. It's communion. Yep. Hey, see, he's not even going to let me even, I mean, I, see, do you want to come up with me, Pastor? <laughs> I know you're with me, though. I know you're with me. I'm just so excited about the Word of God. Um, it is. I, I just felt that revelation. It's communion. Every time you hear a message, I know that's here. Because communion is to remember. And so every time you hear a message, it is to get us to not to forget that you belong to God. Amen. Um, Book of Matthew. Jesus was basically presenting to the Jews. He was preaching and presenting to them the kingdom. We miss it because the kingdom is not real to us. It's, I'm not going to go into that. But he was, he was preaching and presenting the kingdom. But the question that you should ask, you know me as a teacher, I'm always trying to leave you with to propose a question to Holy Spirit so he can continue to teach you as you leave today. Is that why was he talking in a parable to the people who call themselves believers. He was talking to his own. If you're my family, you you know my language. You know I have to speak to you in another way or form to get your attention. So the question is why? Pastor said, and this is, and he's doing this now to us. He's presenting you the kingdom. And he's using a he's using various parables because some of us are rejecting him. And when you reject him, you cause his see, he says, Lo, I'm with you always. But there's a principle. That goes into action when you reject God's word. His presence withdraw himself. Because he's not welcome. You reject him. And so what Jesus is doing, he's presenting them because he's some, some were rejecting. He's presenting and he's fulfilling. The prophecy of Isaiah. Judgment. 
This is judgment. I don't know if you heard this, but this, he is preaching judgment. He's not just saying the condition of your heart. He's saying, because you have been rejecting me, what Isaiah has spoken is now being fulfilled. See, as a prophet, a prophet should be always reiterating and confirming what has already been spoken. It's not about a house, a car, or when you get married. It's about the kingdom. And he came to fulfill the word. This is why the disciples, after the multitude went away, they came within the house privately and said, Why, Lord, do you talk to us in parables? He said, because, (laughs) see, you have withdrawn yourself. Some have withdrawn themselves from me. And exactly, he, he demonstrated to them, he presented to them, and God is doing that now with you. He's presenting to you how you have rejected him. He said, you're saying yes with your mouth, but within your spirit, your inner man, and the life that you live, you're saying no. This is why he said, those who have ears, let them hear. This is judgment. You have heard my word. He said, and you don't understand. But you should understand. And the reason you don't understand is because you have withdrawn, you have rejected me. You have rejected my word. Oh, my Lord, I'm just going to end it here. He loves us so much. When we say God is good, refer to this. God is so good that even when you have an affair on him, he still said, I'm still married to you. The backslider, just come back to me. Now, when we say, oh, God is good, you're talking about things, a a raise, a promotion. God is good because you have denied him, didn't acknowledge him all week long. And still he permitted you to live. God is good, Dalton. See, this is the real God is good all the time. Oh, my Lord. He said, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. And you will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. 
For the heart of this people is dull. And with your eyes, you have chosen to close them. This is judgment. Hmm. And, and understand, he said, we are to understand now and return with an understanding heart. Understand that I love you. Understand that without me, you can do no good thing. He's letting you know that you're going to keep coming to church. You're going to keep going to events. Or you're going to keep going, you know, keep traveling from church to church. And you, you're going to keep hearing, but you're never going to understand. You're going to gain knowledge and have no place to put it. Because you've chosen to reject me by not obeying my word. See, he says, deep calls unto deep, which means that what I hear, I apply. And when I hear again, so when you don't apply what you heard and that and much more than that is taken away from you. But in your own understanding, you think you still know God and you think you, we are still serving him. Just know when you're leaving today, God is good. But he's so good. Instead of judging you, because if he judged us at this moment in time, our resting place, most of us, would not be heaven, would not be in the presence of the Lord. But because he is truly good, he has not passed judgment. But he says, judgment is coming to the house of the Lord. And he asked us to prepare, consider your ways. Amen. Love God with all your heart. Amen. At this time, the altar is open. Time for prayer, intercession with the word that you heard. Am on any part that can be found in this parable in Matthew. Is it someone I know? If you really love someone that you know is living like that, come on up and stand and intercede and agree with the men and women of God up here for that. This is also a time of your giving, continued worship. Amen. Time maybe just need a refresh and rededication. And a lot of the men who went out with Pastor yesterday, maybe what Pastor talked about today, are you that man that is not in position, probably leading your family? Because we have to get this right. Men and women of God and children, young and old, God is coming soon. Glory to God.